Hello and good morning. Welcome to the virtual space of the Firm Foundation Church. We're so glad that you chose to worship with us on this day. The God in me greets the God in you. Jasmine, the God in me greets the God in you. Christine, the divine in me greets the divine in you. Danielle, the creator in me greets the creator in you. When we began to notice the spark of the divine in all people, especially those we serve with in this sacred space, we honor God. And it reminds us that it's about God, not just about us and about those other people as well. I honor each of you this morning. And so if you're watching, I want to go ahead and invite you to share this stream with someone, even if you can't do it right now, do it after service is over. Share this stream. Make the intent to share the word of God with someone on this day and every day. So a few Sundays ago, we started a new series called I Dare You to Be Free. I Dare You to Be Free. The first sermon, sermon we talked about was, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Last Sunday, we talked about new avenues. And today we want to talk about the power of intentions, the power of intention. So we've been focused on just one scripture passage for this time, which is John chapter five, verse one through nine. It has been the catalyst for the teaching of this entire series. So listen to the reading of John chapter five, verse one through nine. After this, there was a festival of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, there is a pool in Hebrew called Bethsaida, which has five porches. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. And one man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, stand up, take up your mat and walk. And once the man was made well, he took up his mat and began to walk. Do you want to be made well? Given the context and the circumstances that we have studied in this text, we know that this man has been incapacitated in some way for a very long time. And I can imagine this man and anyone who heard this question of Jesus um, would begin to ponder his audacity to ask such a question given the condition of this man. Jesus, do you not see him at this pool, at this place of healing, waiting just like everybody else? He's been incapacitated for 38 years, and yet you show up and you ask him such a loose question. The fact of the matter is this. This was not just a loose question. It was not a brutal question. But Jesus asked a very intentional question, and he needed to know this man's intentions. How many healers and guides are on the live stream this morning um, know that every time that somebody tugs on you who sends out distress signals for help, not all of them have an intention of being whole. Not all of them have an intention of being whole. The ones who cry out, mayday, 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 help me, help me, many times 
are not in a position consciously, spiritually, emotionally to be made whole. Their mind is not on wholeness, but they do want the attention. And that is why you must ask intentional questions like, are we there yet? Do you want to be made well? We find in verse seven that the man offers up a response to Jesus, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Years ago, when I used to read this text, I would think that this man was in a whining mode, that he was offering up some type of excuse to Jesus. But now, as I've studied this text over and over and over, this man was only able to talk from the perspective that he had. The only thing that he knew was that being healed at this pool was possible, even if he had to wait a long time. And so he only offered up to Jesus that which he had knowledge and an awareness of for his healing. In fact, his answer does reveal that he is in the need of healing. Not only is he in the need of healing, but that he is ready. And he offered up to Jesus the only barrier that he knew of, given the paradigm that he was operating off of. Again, I'll say it again. He offered up to Jesus the barrier for him based on the paradigm that he was operating in. He's basically telling Jesus that the odds are stacked against me. There is only one angel that troubles one pool at an unappointed time, and I have no one to put me in the pool when this happens, but I am indeed ready for healing. If I had somebody to help put me in the pool, my issue would be solved. I am ready, Jesus, but this is my plight. In his response, we find that this man is operating on only what he knew. He was operating off of an old paradigm because a new avenue had been created for healing. When you step into new avenues, when new doors open, you have to be willing to release the old paradigms, the old ways of thinking, the old models of healing and step into that which God is allowing to open up for you. I like to call the model of healing that this man was operating off of one angel, right? Because there was only one angel that would show up and where you had to sit and wait on something outside of yourself to make conditions right for you. How many of you this morning are sitting waiting on something or someone outside of yourself, conditions to align just right? Somebody has you waiting on astrology when healing is available to you. And often there is a new avenue opening up for you, but you cling to the old paradigm. Now it's gotten you nowhere like this man at this pool, waiting, 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 waiting on something outside of yourself when healing is available to you. Just simply by responding to this question, a new door opened, a new possibility to bring him exactly what he desired happened in that moment because Jesus asked him a very intentional question. 
And this question that Jesus asked not only reveals to us something about this man, it reveals something to us about the type of healer, healer that Jesus is. Again, the, this question that Jesus asked reveals more than about this man who was in the need of healing, but it also reveals to us the type of healer that Jesus is. How, how many of you know that healers and therapists and counselors and pastors and Reiki practitioners are not all one size fit all? We come in different shapes and different sizes. And you need to understand the type of healers that you are dealing with so you not know how to respect them and to respect their time and their energy and their level of devotion to you. The way Jesus frames this question was so precise. He didn't engage in a whole lot of dialogue with this man. Go read it for yourself. He didn't ask who, what, when, where, and how. He didn't even want the backstory. He had one question in mind. Do you want to be made well. And here's what Jesus knew, the wisdom of Jesus. There comes a time where the energy that you use to focus on telling your storyline and trying to make everybody understand the story needs to be applied to moving forward. You must begin to move that energy that you are using to cling to your storyline to move forward. The who, what, when, and how. That energy needs to be intentionally directed and focused on your healing and liberation because you will not get healing staying focused in the past. You will not move forward focused in the rearview mirror. Right? At some point, you have to make peace with your past. There comes a time where you must stop overturning the stones of your past, looking for something new to analyze, looking for something new to break down and move forward and move forward. Do you want to be made well? And I hope this questioning has been resonating in your being over the course of these three weeks that we have been focused on this text do you want to be made well? Only you can answer that question. No matter how great the God is, even Jesus can show up himself in front of you. But if you're not ready, there's nothing we can really do to help you. And however you answer that question determines what type of God you need at this point on your path. Your real power is in how you answer that question today. The power is in now. We cannot change the past. We must make peace with our past and everyone that is in it, but we cannot go back and do that over. But we can make a better tomorrow by being fully present and asserting ourselves right now in the now. The decision you make is most impactful for your future and for your family and for the generations to come behind you. I believe in that kind of healing that impacts the generations to come that we don't even know yet. That's the kind of healing that God brings, not just the healing for me to make it to next week and to me to just cope. But the type of uh, healing that God brings is restorative. It is holistic. And are you willing to go down that path on today? If you glean nothing else this morning from this message, 
is that the intention of the healer and the intention of the one in need of healing are both very important. I'll say it again. The intention of the healer and the intention of the one in need of healing are both very important. So you need to really understand who your guides are because everybody is not your God. And that's really the question I want to leave you with this week. If you're in the need of healing and wholeness, who are the healers and the guides around you? And do you avail yourself to them? Do you rebuttal everything that they even say to you? Trust me, they don't have time for it. You really just need to answer the question, do you want to be made well? We don't have time to wrestle with people over their healing. We're not called to that. Healers are not called to that, but we will intersect on your path with a new avenue when God gives us the clearance. And sometimes that clearance is in your behavior. So this week, I really want you to sit with the fact and the question in your quiet time. Who are my healers and who are my gods? Who are the gods around me? On this day at the pool, this man's match found him. A healer who had the intention of helping this man get free. He had sat at this pool for a long time and his match came in the form of Jesus, in the form of a question, in the form of a new avenue, a new paradigm, one that did not require him to wait on something outside of himself, but to remind him that the answer was in him. The answer is in you this morning. Do you want to be made well? The answer is in you. And how empowering that should be for you to know that the answer to the next step on your journey lies in you, that you don't have to wait to be touched by an angel when healing is available to you. The answer is in you. Here's the reality. The divine is so concerned about you that she won't leave you laying at the pool. God is so concerned about you that she won't leave you laying at the pool. She will not leave you in your same condition. That this all-knowing presence loves you so much that he sent you guides and healers. Because everyone needs a God. And so today, God has led me specifically to pray for those who are struggling with strongholds in their life right now. That one thing that's keeping you from being ready for healing, healing and wholeness. That one thing that's keeping you from moving forward. It could be a business relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. Um, it could be behaviors that are detrimental to you that um, interfere with your clarity, anything that interferes with your purpose, that causes you not to operate at an optimal level in your purpose, that's a stronghold. 
because you should be able to check those areas of your life yourself. No one should have to come outside of you and check you on certain behaviors. So how do you recognize a stronghold? Somebody's asking this morning. I heard it in my prayer time. It's often the thing that you vacillate, vacillate over and over. Vacillate, vacillate over and over. You swing back and forth. On Sundays, it's please, God, take it away. I'm ready to, to give it over to you. On Tuesday, God, I love it so much, and I just needed to stay here. That habit on Sunday, God, I surrender. My all is on the altar. By Wednesday, you've picked it up again. That is a stronghold. And you can't move forward stuck in this condition. And if it's you this morning and you've been stuck in some area of your life for more than three months, for more than three months, that's the number that God has given me on today. You are struggling with a stronghold and we want to take time to pray for you this morning. So I'm going to ask you wherever you are, if you're listening if it's you that's struggling with a stronghold, I'm going to ask you right now to place your hand over your heart. You don't have to type anything, anything in the chat. But I know somebody's out there this morning. I felt it in my quiet time. And if it's not you, I want you to extend your hand to the medium in which you're watching this service. So if you're watching it on your phone, extend your hand to the phone. Extend your hand to the TV screen. However, but extend your energy to your brother and sister this morning that's struggling. Going between two opinions, going between two decisions, always vacillating, that's struggling with a stronghold. We're going to pray for them this morning. God, we come to you this morning thanking you for being our creator, our one sustainer. God, we claim you as our redeemer on this morning. Somebody out there is wasting time, vacillating between two things. Yes, one day and no the next day. But God, we know that you can redeem time. Even when we feel like that we have focused so much lost energy and time on something that we should not have, that you can redeem that time for us. And so, God, we're praying today that you redeem time. And God, I hear you saying that you're releasing blessings and healing this year that will impact generations. And so God, we pray for our brothers and sisters this morning that are comfortable with laying at the pool, comfortable with their condition, stuck in habits and relationships, interacting with people who um, interfere with their purpose and will not allow them to be great. But we don't blame the others. We don't blame haters. We don't blame those we're in relationship with. We look to ourselves because the answer is in us. And so, God, we pray this morning for your spirit, your spirit to come in and to break strongholds for those who are willing that you will begin to break strongholds on today through the power of God. God, I know that you're a healer. I know that you are a redeemer. And I know that you can deliver. And so, God, we pray for deliverance on this morning, that this ministry that you have given us for this year is one of deliverance. And we stand in the gap for our brothers and our sisters as they move forward in their life. Those who are stuck and addicted to things that are not progressive for them, that are in business relationships that are not progressive for them, that are in relationships that are not progressive for them, that take on habits 
that are not progressive for them. God, we lay them this morning before you and we extend our hands and we extend our collective energy to say, God, break them this morning in a way and mold them in a way that only you can put them back together in that area, God. Break that in them this morning. God, we stand and we cover them this morning. We stand in the gap. Those who lean and trust in Jesus and know the power of God, we stand in the gap for them this morning. The next time we see them, they'll be standing a little bit taller, that their smile will be a little bit wider, that their glow will be a little bit brighter and the spirit of God within them will smile even more, God, that they'll be able to go into the spaces that you've ordained them to be in and to take up space even more and carry a healing vibration with them as they go into their job every day that they are the peacemakers on their job. They're not just looking for peace, but they realize they will be the peacemakers on their job. God bless the hands of everyone that's on this live stream this morning. Bless their hands. And I know you said the heavens are open for the type of healing that will impact generations. We're doing generational healing we're doing generational healing because God has released us to do that. There may be somebody in your family that you will never meet. You will be, you will be dead and gone. We'll do things that you could not do because God released a generational healing right now in 2021 at the Firm Foundation Church. And you are all in. God, we thank you now for blessings to chase after your people on this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. And the words of Pastor Mike McClure is going to be big. Eyes have not seen, ears have, ears have not heard what God has in store for you. If it was you this morning that stands in the need of healing and you're dealing with a stronghold that will not allow you to stay on a path, that will not allow you to stay in the presence of your God because you're dealing with some type of emotional block, some type of habit that you just can't seem to let go, I want you to leave a voicemail. 205-267-5293. 205-267-5293 this week. Simply say that it's you, your name, and your phone number. And someone will reach back out to you. I dare you to be free. Have a great Sunday and I will see you next week as we wrap up this sermon series. The power of intention. Bye bye.